During this 2022 Catholic Schools Week, Divine Mercy Radio will be playing interviews with principals Peggy Barr, John Krychek, and assistant principal Cindy Compagnon. The first interview is with Principal Peggy Barr of St. Joseph Catholic School in McPherson. Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Kelly Loper, conducts the interview. So how long have you been a principal at uh, St. Joseph's grade school? Um, This is my 15th year as the principal, so uh, kind of a milestone year this year. Um, Yeah. Yeah, before that I was also a teacher here for several years, so I've been in the Diocese of Wichita about 19 years. Tell us, are you married, children? Tell us a little bit about you. Yes, um, so my husband Steve and I have been married. Um, We celebrated 31 years this summer, and um, we have three um, young adult children now. We have a, a son who just got married this summer, so it was our first family wedding. Very exciting. And um, he and his wife now live in Atlanta, Georgia. And then um, we have a daughter in Kansas City who works in Kansas City, and as a, she's a data analyst there. And then our youngest daughter is um, going to graduate from the University of Arkansas this May. So wow. yeah, young adult children and um, kind of a fun time of life for them. You know, anything else that you'd like to say as far as an introduction to you, um, to all of our listeners? Um, let's see. I, I guess I would just add um, that um, I also, uh, when I first was out of college, I um, taught the public school here in McPherson, so kind of a long career in education. And I also stayed home um, for a few years when my children were little. And so, yeah, it's kind of my story. You know, I know we've been through a a really kind of crazy couple of years, you know, for for everyone, certainly with with all the COVID stuff going on, you know, especially just in the schools. Do you want to share with us a little bit about that and things that are different at St. Joseph compared to last year? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, you're right. It has been um, a crazy couple of years, kind of a roller coaster ride. And um, this year we were very blessed to be able to start the school year, um, and we did not um, have to wear masks, and we were in person, so that that um, made things easier. um, Just you know those two things, and so um, we have been fortunate that we've been in person the whole school year. Uh, Last year. At this time, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we actually had to go back and be remote. And so uh, we were keeping our fingers crossed. And so here we are in person still, um, Uh hopefully to the holidays. So very excited about that. Um, We've been really blessed. Also, we haven't had a lot of um, cases in in our school. Really, up until the, actually like last week, we started having a few more cases pop up. But up until that point, we've been fairly healthy. So... Um, just a lot to be thankful for um, on, on that aspect. You know, thinking about the school, you know, what are, you know, it's your turn to brag here. You know, tell people, <laughs> tell us about St. Joseph. What are some of the accomplishments from the school? Maybe students, you know, memorable students. You've been there as a principal for a while and teaching before that. So, so tell us some, uh, just brag for a while. Sure, absolutely. Well, one of the things I'm really proud of this year is that we really um, wanted to get kids back um, to some of the kind of Catholic traditions that we had maybe gotten a little bit away from. And so we have really made an emphasis on adoration for children this year. Um, and so we have started Children's Adoration, that where we do a very um, kind of a, um, a led by an adult 
adoration time and benediction mm-hmm. um, and just kind of introducing to stu- students to the Eucharist, which really just flows so nicely now into the fact that this next year is going to be the year of the Eucharist, um, I think has been declared. And so just seeing the the kids respond to that tradition has been really kind of really a real blessing. And we've really tied it into, uh, we focus on the virtues as part of our uh, school climate and also like our discipline system and such. And so um, each month at Adoration, um, our focus during that led prayer time is on whatever virtue of the month that we're having. And so it's just been a really nice tie-in. So I'm very proud of that. And I'm I'm proud of the our staff for wanting to make that a real priority in our school, yeah. especially in this time where, you know, it's kind of been a time of uncertainty with COVID and all of the ups and downs of the last couple of years and just kind of refocusing our mind onto what's really the most important. Yeah, yeah, so, so beautiful. And, and you know, lives are changed. You know, when you when you take those children in front of the Blessed Sacrament like that, lives are changed. There's no way it can't be. That is so true, and um, our school is very unique in the fact that um, about 42 or 43 percent of our students are not Catholic, mm. and so um, they still attend adoration and and are introduced to to those traditions, and we just see it as a real opportunity to, to evangelize, you know, just those students into our into our beliefs and um, how receptive they are to that, how receptive their parents are to that. And I just, yeah, I just think it's a really good piece of evangelization. What do you attribute that high number to or the high percentage? uh, Yeah, definitely. I think, well, first of all, McPherson as a community is not very Catholic. Um, It's more of a Mennonite-based community. And Mm -hmm. so the Catholic um, community is more of a transplant community. So so it is not the community feel. Again, just to kind of brag on our school, I think we just have a really good reputation of providing a quality education, Mm -hmm. academically, uh, academic quality, but also the students leave here with a good sense of person, um, of maturity, um, work ethic, service, those kinds of um, qualities people in town notice and take note of. And so um, families that are looking for that kind of an environment are excited to be a part of our school, even if it's not their faith. Right. And and does that cause any... Um you know, type of difficulty. Obviously, you're not shying away from it. If you're offering, you know, the the holy hour, the children's adoration, you're not shying away from things about the Catholic faith. Does it cause any difficulty, or how do you find that that balance between, you know, making everyone comfortable and staying true to the Catholic faith? Right. Yes, that's a great question, and that's one thing that we've really had to focus on is that Catholic identity still is our number one priority. And any parents that come and tour the school and want to enroll who aren't Catholic, we always make that, I always make that a very clear to them that this is a Catholic school yeah. um, versus a private school. It's, you know, it's a Catholic school, and so um, this is going to be part of the education. And so I think parents come in with eyes wide open on that, yeah. and, um, you know, we we, you know, to coin the phrase, um, you know, Catholic out loud, and that's just, you know, we really try to stick to that as our de- as our ideal. So, just being very open with them. What about community service projects? Yeah, absolutely. That's a big part of our um, a, a big part of our day, and actually, our theme this year is faith through service. Again, um, back to our virtues, and so we do a, um, a variety of things for the kids. We uh, 
the ages that we have. So we have preschoolers through sixth grade, so a little bit younger kids. And COVID has kind of put a damper on some of our traditional service projects. But we do everything from, um, you know, collecting food for the food bank. Um, We also have um, students deliver meals on wheels to the homebound um, in the community. So the parents take um, students... On, on Mondays and deliver those meals, which I think is a great, it's, a, it's really a great service and it really gives the kids an opportunity to um, d- do something they maybe wouldn't otherwise, you know, that's, and um, just across the street, we have uh, disability supports for, and the clients there um, love when our students get to come and play bingo with them and do activities with them. That's been a little bit hard to do since COVID, but that is a service project that we're really proud of. We also, last year, did a really nice um, ministry during Catholic School Week for the uh, prison ministry, and so we collected Bibles and sacramentals that then um, we were able to deliver to the office at the Diocese of Wichita that were able to give those out to the the prisoners in the diocese. So um, that was a really neat ministry that the kids were not as familiar with either. So I like to give them opportunities that they may not get otherwise. so that hopefully as they grow and mature into adults, they can see how they could serve the less fortunate in their communities. What's it been like, you know, in the year of St. Joseph? How has that that affected um, your year? Has it affected it in any way with, with it being the year of St. Joseph? Yeah, it's been really fun to have all of the pilgrims come to the church to visit. And um, we have a really nice display out in the foyer of kind of the history of our St. Joseph church. Um, and then, um, you know, just seeing the... The, all the pilgrims from the different churches come and visit and stamp their passports and so uh, just the people in and out. Yeah, it's been really yeah. neat to see that. Yeah, so good. So for the listeners that don't know about the whole passport thing, can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So the Diocese of Wichita printed passport. It looks like a passport that you would get when you were traveling that has all of the churches in the diocese that are named St. Joseph. And, yeah. um, and as you can go and travel to each of those churches and make a visit, they have a stamp um, that has the picture of that particular church on the stamp, and you can stamp it in your passport just like you would if you were traveling, and it would say, like, St. Joseph McPherson with the picture of the church. Um, So you can fill up your passport as you make the pilgrimages to all the St. Joseph churches in the diocese. Yeah. Oh, yeah, kids really like that, too, when they, you know, it really makes it fun for kids when they come on a pilgrimage. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, and then, of course, um, this has been a big year for us also with the funeral for the remains of Father Capon. Yes. um, Yeah, our students got to participate in in that um, when when they transported the body from the, from the funeral to the to the cathedral, um, the middle school students lined the streets. They're about seven blocks of, in Wichita, and as the gun carriage passed by, they all knelt down in silence. It was quite, mm. it was quite a day actually for our sixth graders. So very proud to be a part of that. That that's pretty. That's something that they're going to remember the rest of their life. I think they will. It, it was amazing when you're talking about sixth, seventh, and eighth graders um, lining both sides of the street, and so there were hundreds of them. And you know, you would think of that as being, you know, there's like lots of it's loud, and they're talking, and they're you know being sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. And then all of a sudden, as that gun carriage is going by, they're just all down on their knees, and mm. it's just complete silence. And um, in downtown Wichita, it was it was really something. What kind of things are you doing for Advent? Yeah, um, yeah. So. Um, in each of the classrooms, um, we have a um, again kind of a service project 
type of thing going on where each day the students um, uh, draw or pick one activity that they'll be completing in, as a class that um, would have to, you know, have to do with preparing. Father gave an excellent homily this morning on on um, Advent and the, the Advent wreath and the colors and the, um, the vestments that he wears. And um, so that w- it was really nice to hear him tie all that in for the students. So that was, that was neat. And, uh, and this year we get to have a Christmas program, which we did not get to have last year. So we're very excited about that also. Yeah. Um, so we'll do, yeah, we'll do that in December. Um, we're re- really excited this year um, away from Advent. So, um, but we have the largest enrollment that we've ever had at our school this year, and so that is very exciting um, to see the school continuing to grow. Yeah. And um, we're really starting some conversations on, is it time for us to start exploring the option or the idea of adding 7th um, and 8th grade as a middle school to our school? And that will be several years down the road, but those conversations are starting to happen. So it's, mm-hmm. it's uh, really neat to see the school in a growth period. Yeah, yeah. And what do you attribute that to? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of factors, but but what kinds of things do you attribute that growth to? I think that maybe our parents are really looking um, for options. Um, You know, the world's kind of a crazy place, and they're looking for options of where could my child be that I feel that they are um, safe, that they're getting a good moral base, um, that they're being introduced. You know, we we talk about God on a regular basis and I think parents are really shopping and looking for an environment like that uh, maybe more than they were a few years ago and so um, I think that has that's helped our school um, grow yeah um, yeah just today um, I was sitting in a in a meeting that we were having on a student who has some special needs and um, and the teacher, I just thought this was so beautiful, the teacher was talking about how the student sometimes is kind of down on himself and will say things like, I can't do that, or I can't do that, you know, and the teacher said, I just always tell him, I tell my class, um, you know, God has given us all talents, and, you know, you're only in first grade, so you don't know what all your talents yet, but as you get older, you'll start to find them, and you'll start to realize the gifts that God has given you, and your gifts might be different than the person sitting next to you. And um, she said, I just always, you know, talk about that in the class. And I thought, wow, what a beautiful thing that we can always relate everything we do back to, back to God. And, you know, in just so many environments in our country, we can't do that anymore. And so I think parents are starting to realize the benefit of that. Yeah. I I agree. I, I, I do agree. I, and I think that, that schools, you know, around the country, probably even around the world, but Catholic schools around the the country, um, homeschooling, there have been a, a complete increase in, in both of those areas um, because of the craziness that, that we're seeing in the schools. And Exactly. That is exactly true. And so... Um, I, yeah, I, I really think that um, we're going to continue to see a growth in our schools, and um, you know, a good over, good always, um, good always wins. And sometimes it doesn't feel like that in the moment, but right. um, I do see glimmer, glimmers of hope. So, tell us a little bit more. I don't know what what question really to to ask you. Are the kids getting really excited about um, Christmas break? Are you seeing uh, some some antsy antsy <laughs> kids sitting in their chairs? 
<laughs> oh, yes, they are excited. <laughs> they are excited. Of course, we have the um, Feast Day of St. Nicholas coming up, I believe, is that yes. Monday? The if six. I have my dates correct. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, I have to... I always think it's fun to, you know, have some little um, St. Nicholas surprise for kids. So we've got to figure that out for for yeah. Monday. So, yeah. um, again, just always trying to uh, relate back to, you know, the true meaning of Christmas and Advent. And so yeah, that's, that's awesome. St. Nicholas can do for us. Yeah, probably not going to be putting the shoes in the hallway. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. Although some schools I have seen pictures where they do that. But, really? Um, we have not ever done that. I, uh, I Usually our St. Nicholas leaves a sack with by each classroom door or something. Yeah. So, um, it, yeah, it's just fun to to see the kids' excitement. And and then we'll be, it'll before we know it, we'll be planning. We've already started making plans for Catholic School Week that comes up, of course, at the end of January. And that's always kind of an exciting time, too. Um, so just a lot of, a lot of fun going on. We've been really excited this year. Academically, we have a new a new math series that we were able to purchase with funds that our um, parent organization raised for us. So um, the teachers are working really hard um, at implementing that new math program and um, working really hard on to implement technology. Of course, they got really good at that when the kids were yeah. having to Zoom each day. So sure. Yeah. A big shout out, of course, to my teachers and staff. They're just such hardworking and dedicated people. Um, I, they're just amazing at, you know, the things, that the curveballs they've been throwing over the last couple of years, and they just keep, um, keep raising to the, you know, to the expectations. Yeah. And we started the year, we were so blessed, we started the year with our exact same faculty in place. Didn't lose anybody, um, every, you know, down to the teacher aides, custodians, everybody was back. Um, we, we were able to add one um, teacher aide to the to the building. And so, yeah, it was just a really nice to be able to start out with the same staff. I, you get a lot of continuity that way, but it really speaks to their dedication um, yeah. to Catholic education. So, yeah, just, a, yeah, uh, they're very dedicated. And we have some teachers that have been here, uh, you know, a very long time. And so, um, just dedicated to not only St. Joseph's School, but just Catholic education in general. And so, um, and really just being around um, the good people that I work with, the really um, good and dedicated people in the Diocese of Wichita, that just, you know, personally makes me a better Catholic, a better person. Um, I've learned so much about my faith. It's such a blessing to work in a place where you get to learn about your faith every day. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. Excellent. I, I'm just glad to be here. Yeah, we'll just pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Um, Lord, thank you for this beautiful opportunity um, to speak together today. Uh, thank you for the blessings that you've brought the Catholic radio station and the generous generosity of all the people have, who have contributed. Um, we would ask um, your blessings on their continued uh, fundraising. We would ask your blessings on the people that are listening and all of the needs and, and petitions that they hold in their heart. And in your name, uh, help us to remember that everything we do is for the glory and good of you. We need to take a short break right now, but don't change that dial. We'll be right back with more about the Salina Catholic Schools with Principal John Krychek and Assistant Principal Cindy Compagnon. We're back on One Body, Stewarding God's Creation. 
Catholic Schools Week. This half with Principal of Sacred Heart Junior and Senior High Schools in Salina, John Krychek, and Assistant Principal of St. Mary Grade School, Cindy Compagnon. Kelly Loper conducts the interview. We are now talking with John Krychek. He is the principal of Sacred Heart Junior and Senior High School in Salina. We know that all good things begin with prayer. Would you lead us in a prayer for this next segment? Oh, certainly. I always like to start off with uh, glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. By way of introduction, Mr. Krychik received his B.S. in Industrial Technology at the University of Nebraska at Kearney, where he was a four-year letterman and team captain in football. He received his M.S. in Secondary Administration at Fort Hayes State University in 89. Mr. Krychik and his wife, Jeannie, have five sons, Tyler, 2006 SHHS graduate, Alex, a 2007 SHHS graduate, and Neil graduated um, from the same school in 2010, Ryan, a 2013 SHHS graduate, and Luke in 2018. So we are so grateful. Was that all boys there? Wow. All right. Five yeah. sons. Well, wow. Special, yeah, special blessings to my <laughs> wife for having to endure all that. Yeah. Uh, I think she had a little bit of purgatory here on Earth already, so... Um, But I am so grateful for her assistance in that process as well. Excellent. Excellent. Love it. I have five sons, too. And and, uh, I'm telling you, they can be a challenge and a joy all at the same time. So so God bless your wife and God bless you for being open for life in that way. So so thank you. So anything new this year going on at Sacred Heart that you want to share with us? Well, I think the, one of the most exciting things is we welcomed uh, 35 new 7th graders to our school. Wow. Um, yeah, and then we also enrolled seven new students that uh, came from other schools. So um, in that seventh grade class is just a great bunch of students, and, and we really look forward to uh, watching them grow up over the next few years. And, and the new students have really acclimated well as as well. So uh, we're very pleased with that. Uh, our student body is, um, does a really nice job in making the new students feel welcome and, and included. So uh, the other thing is, uh, obviously, with uh, 2020 and COVID, we're really embracing a big step back to normal uh, this school year. Uh, we basically have resumed all our normal activities with uh, minimal or no restrictions. So that's that's the thing that I um, uh, are really embracing and, and really uh, excited about for this school year. Seventy-five new seventh graders. Is that like uh, a well, record? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. I misheard that. Okay. Yeah. Is that a record or or? Um... No, just uh, just having new students, and then again, it's a, a, a seventh grade year is a big transition year. You know, students all of a sudden leave the the security of an elementary school, their individual classes, to where they come together, and now they have eight different teachers, and they have a, a variety of co and extracurricular activities, and and so when you welcome seventh graders, like I said. It's a big transition year, much like uh, stepping into kindergarten or going off to college. It's a it's a big year in the in the life of a student, and, uh, and so we, it's always a, a exciting time to welcome those students to our school and and to uh, have them take that next step. Yeah, and and even you know with with all the COVID things, you're able to to be in person. Is that true of all the schools in Hayes and Salina and all the surrounding areas, or or is that unusual? Well, you know, this year, last year, we were we were able to go through the entire school year with in-person instruction. Wow. Um, not everybody was able to do that, but we were very blessed. And then this year, like you said, uh, besides a few minor um, 
COVID cases that we had, you know, the quarantines have been way down. Uh, we're we're an in-person instruction with minimal minimal restrictions uh, to our activities. Excellent. So. And, and you know, I, I was talking, you know, just so important right now. It is so important that you have that that Catholic perspective that that you're able to offer at Sacred Heart. Well, we again those traditional values and and morals that uh, come from the church and Christian perspective um, is something that's ingrained not only uh, in our religion classes but throughout the curriculum. And those and 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 one thing is uh, because we're not mandated or anything, we're, we can control our curriculum what we're what we're being taught. We're so very blessed, you know, to have a great staff, but especially our religion staff, I think, is uh, is off the charts um, in that in that area. And so. Mm-hmm. It, there's so much out there with secular society and their influences with social media and, and the, the news and music, whatever the case may be. And, and um, our staff is able to, to counteract that, you know, with Catholic education and the true values that uh, were given to us by uh, Jesus Christ and our Catholic faith. So, you know, we have Claire Strammel teaching our junior high religion. She's just an outstanding young uh, teacher that we have. Father Fred uh, Gatchett is teaching scriptures to our, to our sophomores, and there's no one better than Father to do that, and then Deacon Steve with morality to our juniors, and of course Father Brian McCaffrey, who just uh, was ordained this summer, is our chaplain, and he's doing adult Christian living to our seniors, and just does a marvelous job uh, with that, answering these questions, because these kids have serious questions um, about about life in general, and and to have the staff available to answer those those tough questions, uh, because society tells them one thing, and our church tells them another, and to be able to to answer those questions is just just remarkable. What a gift that we can give to our to our students in that area. So, yeah. sure, of course, you always think in that junior senior high school you think of athletics, but there's been some co curricular activities as well. But you know, on the athletic side, you know, our, our we had a girls double team, uh, Isabella Matucci and Catherine Weiss, that had a great season. They end up they were runner ups in state last year as a team, and this year they had another great season. They they finished fifth at state, and so we're proud of their accomplishments as well. Our our girls cross country team um, also had a great year. Uh, they end up picking third at state. Uh, they missed the state championship by just four points, wow. so it was really close, and they were right there at the very end. And uh, but they had a great season, and they were led by senior Madison Ehrlich, and uh, who provided great leadership throughout the season, and is, is going to go on and run in, at the collegiate level next year. But uh, so we're very proud of, of their accomplishments uh, on the boys' side of cross country. We had a. Uh, a young man named Brady Wells. He's only a freshman. He ended up taking an unbelievable third place at state as a freshman. So wow. he's going to have a, a remarkable career, and I look for great things from him. He's just a great kid, and, and um, so I, I look forward to watching him uh, progress through his high school career and uh, as a cross country runner and in the track as well. So we had that. Our other fall sports season, uh, both our volleyball and football team, and we had some exceptionally young uh, teams out there. And, and but I love the way they fought uh, throughout the season were competitive as uh, to as much as they could and and so I was proud of them and even though they didn't have the, the number of wins they would like to have they I thought they had a, a good season and, and I look forward to them because most everyone returns uh, in the future for them uh, and those two teams so those things have gone uh, really well in that area our debate team uh, who are defending state champions from last year are having another great year. Um, they placed well at the Bueller tournament uh, just that we had last week and then uh, go to um, uh, Clay Center this coming uh, Saturday. Uh, they have a regional tournament the last week here in December, and I think we'll have a, a 
teams then qualify for the state debate tournament um, that'll take place in January. So our debate team's having a again another good season uh, in that area. The last team I like is our, our uh, that we're really excited about is our high school scholars bowl team. Um, they're off to a great start. They finished uh, state runner-ups last year at the state scholars bowl tournament, and uh, and again, uh, ready this year, they have uh, won the league tournament. NCAA champions, and then they, uh, in fact, last night they uh, won a tournament consisting of 19 teams. So, our uh, state scholars bowl team is, uh, we expect uh, some good things out of them. The state tournament's in February, so uh, we're, we're proud of their accomplishments and um, what they're doing there. Uh, we also have, um, and on another note, um, a chess club that our kids have started, and this is something that's student led. We don't allow students to use their cell phones or to access their cell phones throughout the, the school day. And what I've noticed with that, our kids are interacting a lot more with each other, mm-hmm. and they're doing that. And one of the things we do instead of lunch, instead of, they uh, have chess clubs, and they interact that way. And, and so we have about 25, 30 students um, that uh, meet three or four times a month uh, during lunch, and they have chess competitions and, and meet and good interaction that way. And, and that's something that uh, I'm glad, I'd love to see with our kids, that uh, intellectual and also uh, challenging uh, activities and, and also the social-emotional activity as well. So just so some of the good things that are happening at our school. That's, that's all the good things. Any challenges that you've had to overcome this semester? Well, you know what? Um, we've been very blessed, uh, truly blessed as a school. You know, nothing really major as far as what a lot of the schools have to deal with. Again, we're, in, you know, in-person instruction. Um, obviously, you know, compared to last year, you know, to be frank, that was every year seemed like we were in a crisis mode and dealing with all the mandates and the rules and expectations, uh, not knowing the anxieties, you know, that uh, families and students had, but um, we were able to, to to navigate that and finish out the school year. And then this year, like you said, it's been really, really uh, nice to kind of go back to normal for the most part. Uh, our biggest challenge, I think, like most Catholic schools uh, throughout the country, is making sure we keep Catholic education affordable for our families. I think that's uh, our, our biggest challenge. And, and compounding out that with the nationwide teacher shortage uh, that I think we're experiencing, uh, you know, having uh, quality, especially quality Catholic teachers in our schools. And um, so we're very blessed to have our staff, but I also see that out there as something that uh, is going to be a challenge for us, uh, not only now, but uh, into the future. So that's what I uh, what I, I see happening down the pike, and hopefully we can meet that challenge. What do you most look forward to in coming to school each day? I'm- well, you know what? I think the thing that I, at this point, is really sitting and working with our student body. They're actually a blast to be with. Uh, yeah. The diverse personalities that we have within our school, you know, we have about 200 students. And it, the, the diverse, you know, they're unique, the talents that they have. Um, is really fun to to watch and, and and also to see the growth in our students you know you you have the seventh grader they're shy they're uh coming in the seventh grader not knowing where where they fit in and where they you know how their their academic career is going to go and they almost seem to grow right before your eyes and and that's really really rewarding to to watch and and uh develop you know and pretty soon they become a junior and a senior and and uh, now they're they're not only uh, have uh, more outgoing, but they're now mentoring and maybe younger students. 
Um, they're leading and directing student activities. Uh, they're cantering at mass. They're volunteering in the community, and and that's what I really, really love to see. And, and those kids grow, and they become young citizens, you know, and not only in our society but in our church as well. And uh, they are our leaders, and it gives me great hope for the future uh, of our church and our country as well. Um, the thing that's just happening, Father Brian is, you know, just a, a week ago came back, you know, a couple of weeks ago was the March for Life in Washington, D.C., and, and we organized a group, and, and you know what, he just did a little poll, and by gosh, within a couple of days, we had we have 15 kids that are going to go to travel to Washington, D.C. on a short notice wow. to, to participate in March for Life. And I really firmly believe this will be the generation that will uh, flip that Roe versus Wade. It is because of that youth and the and the love of their faith and uh, that these kids will get it done. So yeah. I am uh, totally optimistic with our group of young people that we have and that they're going to accomplish great things. Okay. And uh, and again, you know, society tells them something different all the time, but they're willing to stand up for that. And that's something that uh, I see as great value with this generation to stand up for their faith and and to believe in their faith and to and not to be to be proud of it. And that's something that. Uh, I am so thankful for with our students and being part of that Catholic school that we go back. We, you know, to be proud of your faith and to share it. That's a great thing that we can do here in Catholic education. You know, what is it? Um, you know, did they twist your arm really hard, or is it? Do you have a love for Catholic radio? What was your reason? Because I know how busy you are to to spend a half an hour with us here on Catholic radio. Do you have a a reason why you were you were willing to do that? Well, I think the message of um, what Catholic education offers, I didn't have the opportunity. We didn't have a Catholic school um, when I grew up. and uh, But then you, you see as you go through, I was, and I was at public school for uh, 14 years as a teacher, a coach, and as administrator, and uh, always had that love of my Catholic faith, and that's what drew me uh, into a Catholic school. But then I, you realize uh, the impact that you can have on, on the life and, and the souls of, of our students and our families. And and especially nowadays, uh, what's happening out there in, in public education, uh, the importance of Catholic schools, and to get that message out there that this is a this is a, something that all Catholic families need to really consider um, as you as you work forward to making sure the strength of the church is in our young people, and that it may remain strong um, because there's so many forces working against us. Um, out there, and what a gift that we can give our children uh, with a valuable Catholic education that they're well versed on the on, on the on the teachings of the church and and uh, a gift that can we can share with that. So, uh, not a not a problem at all. It is a true pleasure to be on on the radio to promote Catholic schools and and Catholic education. Last thought that you'd like to share. Awesome. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on today. I uh, appreciate everything that you do at the radio station and uh, promoting the faith and sharing that. I am, again, I'd like to share uh, to all the people who support uh, Catholic institutions throughout uh, Salina, the diocese, and the state of Kansas, and, and, and throughout our country, because uh, it is more important than ever that uh, we support the faith uh, moving forward. Thank you, Mr. Krychek. And now, Kelly Loper conducts an interview with Assistant Principal of St. Mary Grade School in Salina, Cindy Campagnone. 
She is the assistant principal of St. Mary's Grade School in Salina, and we are so grateful that she is here. By way of introduction, Cindy is the assistant principal and a teacher at St. Mary's Grade School in Salina. She is married to Nick, who is the principal of the school. Nick and Cindy have four married children and six grandchildren with another on the way. How is it working for your husband? That's going to be my first question. How is it working working with assistant principal and principal? Well, it's worked all these years. Yes, it really has. So we have taught and worked in the same schools our entire career, all Catholic schools, except for the time we were in Wichita. We were in separate schools during that time for three years. Okay. But all the other years we have worked together. Wow. And uh, for us it works well. Good. Uh, it just, I think we know how each other thinks. Um, we compliment each other and the fact that he's more of a visionary person. I'm more of a detailed person. And it just, it just matches and it fits. Just works. So, mm-hmm. That's awesome. That, this is the first time that we've had you on the air. So can you tell us a little bit about how you became interested in education and how long you've been in education? And Sure. You know, I think, as many teachers will tell you, uh, it begins begins at a very young age. And um, as a young girl growing up in the 60s, with not a lot of outside activities in those days uh, to do other than playing school, playing house, and so on, that's where it began for me. And um, I played school with my sister. I loved doing it. I don't know if she always appreciated it, but I loved being the teacher. And that was my first experience, probably. And it just kind of clung to me and uh, carried through uh, through my life. I grew up in Victoria, so I didn't always have that difficult name to to say, (laughs) and was taught, obviously, by the sisters in Victoria and went through the through the schools there, and then continued on uh, to St. Mary the Plains in Dodge City. So the other stamp on my career then was, you know, continuing on in a Catholic uh, setting and placed in Catholic schools. So it's now 48 years later, and both Nick and I met at the school in college in Dodge City, and we've continued on ever since. We've been in different places, but the last 40 years, we've been right here at St. Mary's in Salina. You've both been there for 40 years. 40, uh uh-huh, 40 in Salina, yes. And how long as assistant principal and principal? Well, um... My husband received his principal administration degree when we were in Oakley, moving to Oakley. And so that has been, you know, in the late 70s that we did that uh, and then came to Salina. For myself, uh, my teaching career was mostly in early childhood, and I think that began in St. Joseph's at Oakley when they did not have a kindergarten, and we, you know, started the kindergarten there, and I was the first teacher there. And after we left Oakley and came to Salina, 
I used that experience to begin the kindergarten and preschool here at St. Mary's because there was not a kindergarten in our building also. So that was where my heart was for a long time. And then when Nick decided to go on and finish his residency in Dayton, the pastor at that time asked if I would be uh, willing to be an acting principal in his absence. I hesitated, but did so and got my endorsement to do that and just stayed in that role as assistant principal then when he returned and have been doing the, you know, still the classroom work half a day and, and half a day in administration. Yeah. And I think that's probably made me a better teacher. Yeah. And it's also made me a better administrator to do both. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Nis, can you tell us how the, the school's motto, because you are the assistant principal at St. Mary's Grade School in Salina, how does the motto, love of learning and learning to love, is incorporated into St. Mary's Grade School? Yes, um, that has been around for a while with us, and it's really actually a vision statement for us. And it had branched out coming forth from our mission statement. And our mission statement, although the words have changed through the years, the same message has always been the same. We really believe in educating the whole child, the body, the mind, the spirit. And uh, we feel blessed that in Catholic schools, we're able to not only help them with gaining knowledge, but also with their spiritual formation. And we hope that um, this occurs not just only, you know, when they are students, but carries through as adults as well. Um, so so how does that look in, in the real world? I mean, in, you know, in a day-to-day thing, how do you, how do, you do that? Well, obviously, we carry through. Uh, our teachers are amazing. They've had many years of experience, and they, through their religion classes, through their going to Mass, through the different projects we do, and later on in this interview, I believe we're going to be talking about the service projects and so on, we try to build... um, something within the child to help them believe in God's love for them and the the message that comes through and that they share that love with others as well. So there's so much more involved than just, you know, getting getting good grades and so on in a school. That's definitely part of it uh, is educating them, but educating the whole child is is what we really try to do. Is there anything new the school has implemented this year for either the students or the faculty or both? Well, this year has pretty much been a recovery year for us. Uh, After coming out of COVID, uh, we really have tried to bring things back to normal as much as possible. And by doing that, we've added a few things that are new that were very pleasantly uh, surprised that they have worked very well. We've added some after-school programs to help students regain some of their losses academically. So we've had some tutoring programs. Our book club has been revived that has sat idle for a couple of years. Um, Another thing that is brand new to us this year is we've added some social and emotional groups after school uh, with teachers who are very compelled to help students with some of those types of needs. 
and they have been very popular. And the the parents have been very appreciative of the these programs that we've put in place. We're planning also to do some summer academies to have the curriculum extended in some fun ways through STEM projects and hands-on learning and so on. Uh, we, we did that last year for the first time, and it was quite successful, and we're planning on doing that the same uh, as well. So those are some of our biggest new things, I think, that we've added besides updating technology and uh, because we have found through the COVID year that we needed to do that. So we've worked on adding more uh, technology to the curriculum and helping the students understand it better. And it's been it's been good that way too. So, so that COVID year, pretty tough or any it thoughts? Was. Yeah. It was. It was disappointing. We knew it had to be, but uh, the shutdown was disappointing, and it was definitely not only a learning experience for the students, but it might have been more of a learning experience <laughs> for the teachers to sure. figure out how to reach them and help them as much as possible. Yeah. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. And we did notice a difference when when coming back. And like I said, we realized it was going to take more than one year. It wasn't going to flip a switch back on. And it was going to take a, another year or two till we can get back to to normal. So sure. we're, we're heading in the right direction, though. I understand that the the school has uh, community service projects that the children participate in. So can you share with us maybe a little bit about that and and why, um, you know, you and your husband, uh, principal and vice principal, um, why is, is this important to incorporate service of others at such a young age? Well, we feel the younger the better, and Advent, uh, what we are currently celebrating, is the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Um, we are preparing for the birth of Jesus, and it just makes the students, especially the young students, really get involved. Um, in pre-COVID years, we were able to maybe make more field trips out into the community, and we have not been able to do that recently. We've been more, you know, staying home in in this classroom, so we have brought the service projects to them. We have been reaching out to the various organizations by grade level in the community, and and are collecting items for Birthright, Catholic Charities, the Rescue Mission for Homeless, um, the animal shelter, and and likewise other places as well. Yeah. And the students, you know, even if they bring in a pair of socks or or um, shampoo or laundry detergent, they feel like they it's a practical way to help them realize um, that they can be generous and they can contribute, and it's a positive way for them to feel like they are making a difference. And teachers also incorporate that within their classroom, within their religion lessons, and we hope that it's going to be instilling a maybe a long commitment of as an adult of giving and making the difference in the lives of others. Sure. So that is definitely a part of of what we try to do here as well. Yeah. And and do they seem to really embrace it? Is it something that they seem like they're enjoying doing? 
Oh, they really do. Yeah. Um, for instance, I have the kindergarten kids this morning, you know, and if if someone brings something in, we hold it up and we, you know, talk about what a difference that will make in somebody's life, and the next day here comes something else and so on. So, uh, yes, they really do, and, and parents have been so generous. I feel like they... They feel this is a way that they can help as well. And what a good example for the parents to give to their children. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Anything else that you'd like to tell us about St. Mary's Grade School? Well, probably our biggest news is that we are ending our fifth year in the accreditation cycle. And uh, through those five years, there's been a lot of staff meetings, a lot of planning, analyzing data, setting goals, um, and each year tweaking things to make sure that we are are bringing to the students what they need to be successful as a school. And our accreditation team will be visiting us in March to finalize that, and then it starts all over again. But we are we're very glad that we have reached this point. We feel like we have a lot of good things in place. St. Mary's School was recently recognized by uh, Cognia, which is formerly called Advanced Ed, and for 25 years of excellence in education. So we're very proud of that as well. So really, even really though good. yeah, and even though it's been a difficult year for families difficult few years, um, St. Mary's has shown an increase over the three years in about 10% increase in enrollment. Mm. And uh, that makes us feel that maybe we're doing something right as well. And we have many uh, former, you know, students are now married and have children and bringing their children back. And that feels very good, too. What's another favorite thing about, you know, being an educator, being in administration now? What's what's your, your favorite, any other favorite stories you'd like to share? Well, I would say just being able to um, think back with, with memories mm-hmm. of, of the various students, um, to watch the success, even if they're maybe not being you know, coming back to us, maybe they're somewhere else or hearing from them. It just feels good just to know that you had a part in their lives and a, and a lot of students that have passed through the doors. So it feels very good. You have four married children, six grandchildren, and mm-hmm. another on the way. So seven grandchildren. That one's just still growing in the, in the mom there, but uh, seven grandchildren there. So, um, you know, are any of them in, in your school? Uh, yes, they are. Nice. Yes, they are. The, um, we have one son who lives here in Salina, and his two children um, have, one has passed through the elementary and is in Sacred Heart High School, <gasps> and then we also have uh, another grandson uh, here in, in Salina at, at St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. How fun is that? It's very fun. You know, all four of our children went through um, school here, and uh, sometimes I don't know if they always liked mom and dad as principals. But, uh, <laughs> What's it like getting sent to the principal office and having to call the parents? Right, what, how's right. that work? <laughs> That's right. Yes. But, uh, yes, it, it's been, we've been uh, able to be a part of their education firsthand, 
and now the grandchildren that are here. So it's a good feeling, you know, just to be involved with them that way. So what events do you have coming up? Anything coming up for Advent? Well, uh, we have, you know, basically we're kind of winding things down already. Our service projects are are our big thing. We do a Jesse tree every day where students read over the intercom to everybody else uh, the scripture verse and hang ornaments on our Jesse tree and that students can see. Every classroom has Advent wreaths that they have their little prayer services within. Those Advent wreaths were blessed at Masses this week. Um, And, of course, we have our Holy Day coming up here next week, that Mm -hmm. school Masses. Uh, We have our church is not quite completely renovated yet. So when we have an all-school Mass, we come together in in our gym and have Mass. So that's coming up as well. And then our our traditional Christmas parties, and we exchange gifts among the students. They they enjoy that. Um, as far as we give each other uh, gifts of school items, um, they draw for names and so on, and and share school items with one another that stay here at school. But it's it's special for them. So we do have Christmas programs, and that's another thing that has been coming back to normal mm-hmm. um, because we have not had those programs uh, for a couple of years now. And we will be having uh, two programs, two different Christmas programs from the music department, vocal nice. department. And I think parents are going to be more than more than happy to to come to those. Yeah. Uh, I know our home and school is planning a a bake sale coming up on one weekend as well, mm-hmm. and we did go ahead and put all the children's Christmas arts and display that. So we call it a an art fair, so the parents can see some of the beautiful Christmas decorations the students have made as well. Well, to me, it sounds like there is a whole lot of good things going on at St. Mary's Grade School in Salina. So I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing with us. Well, I thank you very much for this opportunity, too. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, been, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, so last question. If somebody's interested in more information on St. Mary's, what should they do? All right. Our website probably is the best place to look, and that's St. Mary, S-T-M-A-R-Y, Salina.org. And then we have a Facebook page on that that, uh, you know, you can go to as well. And it has the classroom contacts in there and things that are happening, you know, in the classrooms and, of course, calling us and I know that some people who, um, I also give quite a few tours for interested people who may be interested in touring. So, you know, a phone call in and we can set up a tour and we send out packets of information as well. Thanks, Mrs. Compagnon, and thanks to all of you who support this Divine Mercy Radio Network. To learn more about Divine Mercy Radio's evangelization mission, please visit dvmercy.com and also download the free phone app. In addition, if you're a business or service that would like to underwrite the phone app or this One Body Show, please call 785-621-4110. 
You're listening to Divine Mercy Radio 105.7 KMDG Hayes, 101.7 KJDM Lindsborg Salina, 88.1 KRTT Great Bend, and 88.1 KVDM Hayes. If today you hear his voice, pardon not your hearts. One body. 